So in our last episode of McBlog, I shared with you about two great developments in the whole transgender issue. One was the UK's Tavistock Transgender Clinic was shut down by the NHS, the UK Ministry of Health, after a review found it is not safe for children, and that there's insufficient evidence to recommend puberty blockers, and that medics at Tavistock had felt under pressure to adopt an unquestioning affirmative approach to gender identity rather than going through the normal process of clinical assessment with young people. And a uh, Professor Christopher Gilbert, a expert in child and adolescent psychiatry, said that puberty halting drugs can harm a patient's brain and bone development, and that medics are failing to warn about the infertility risks posed by puberty blockers. You know, that they're all just reversible. Uh, now, that's something that TVNZ's Sunday program tried to pretend was the case when they covered the issue two years ago. Although, of course, Sunday program has never been a source of facts or credibility, has it? But the closing of the Tavistock Clinic comes at the same time, same week, as the Food and Drug Administration, the FDA in the US, has just issued a warning label about the risk of puberty blockers. And this is after six minors experienced severe symptoms, including tumor-like masses in the brain, visual disturbances, swelling of the optic nerve, increased blood pressure, and eye paralysis. And remember, this is the US where President Biden's administration recently released a series of documents encouraging gender reassignment surgery and puberty blockers for minors. So what about real life examples? Well, Chloe Cole is a 17-year-old girl. She's a former transgender child patient, former, thankfully. But she medically transitioned when she was just 13 to 15 years old with puberty blockers, male hormones, and a mastectomy. And she's testified in a number of American states about her experience. And she shared her story before California legislators. They want to turn California into a sanctuary state for gender-affirming care. In other words, they want to help kids change their sex. And the bill also threatens parental rights because it lets California courts overrule the parental custody of any parent if their child has come to the state for the purpose of changing their sex and getting trans drugs and surgery. So California is a transgender confusion state and it wants to be an abortion sanctuary as well. It's a rather sick, confused little state and no wonder Hollywood is based in California. But look, here's the testimony of a young Californian girl. Uh, and this video clip that I'm going to show you, it's where she testifies before Louisiana legislators, where she got a bit more time than the Californians allowed her. Have a listen. It is heartbreaking. My name is Chloe Cole, and I'm from the Central Valley of California and a former transgender child patient. I'm currently 17 years old and was medically transitioning from ages 13 to 16. After I came out to my parents as a transgender boy at 12, I consulted a pediatric therapist in July of 2017 and was diagnosed with dysphoria by a gender specialist the following month. The healthcare workers are trained to strictly follow the affirmative care system, even for child patients, in part because of California's conversion therapy ban. There was very little gatekeeping or other treatments suggested for my dysphoria. When my parents asked about the efficacy of hormonal, surgical, and otherwise affirming treatments in dysphoric children, their concerns were very quickly brushed aside by medical professionals. I didn't even know detransitioners existed until I was one. 
The only person who didn't affirm me was the first endocrinologist I met. He refused to put me on blockers, citing concerns for my cognitive development. However, it was easy to see another endocrinologist to get a prescription for blockers and testosterone, just like getting a second opinion for any other medical concern. After only two or three appointments with the second endocrinologist, I was given paperwork and consent forms for puberty blockers, Lupron, and androgens, testosterone, respectively. I began blockers in February 2018, and one month later, I received my first testosterone shot. I received Lupron shots for about a year. After two years on testosterone, I expressed to my therapist that I was seeking top surgery or the removal of my breasts. I was recommended to another gender specialist who sent me to a gender-affirming surgeon. After my first consultation with the surgeon, my parents and I were, were encouraged to attend the top surgery class, which had about 12 female to male or FGM kids. I was immediately struck by how early some of them seemed in their transition and how some were much younger than I was. I was 15 at the time and had been transitioning for three years. In retrospect, the class inadvertently confirmed <coughs> my decision because of the sense of community provided by seeing girls like me going through the same thing. Despite all these consultations and classes, I don't feel like I understood all the ramifications that came with any of the medical decisions I was making. I didn't realize how dramatic the recovery would be, and it wasn't until I was about a year post-op that I realized I may want to breastfeed my future children, and that I will never be able to do that as a mother. The worst part about my transition would be the long-term health effects that I didn't know only consent to at the time. I developed urinary tract issues during my transition that seemed to have gotten worse since my detransition, or going off of um, testosterone. I've been getting blood clots in my urine and have an inability to fully empty my bladder. And because my reproductive system was still developing while I was on testosterone, the overall function of it is completely unknown. I have irreversible changes and I may face complications for the rest of my life. I was failed by modern medicine. It's tragic, isn't it? It's uh, like a live experiment on our vulnerable young people. In fact, she also uh, did a testimony to uh, legislators in Florida as well. And uh, let me just play you a little clip of that. I don't know if I'll be able to fully carry a child um, and I might be at increased risk for certain cancers, namely cervical cancer. And because I do not have my breasts, I, I no longer have breasts. I, I'm not able to breastfeed whatever future children I have. That realization actually was um, one of the biggest things that lead to me realizing that I, this was not the path that I should have taken. Yeah, and there are many other stories that I've heard of detransitioners, and I was wondering, are there any examples in New Zealand of young people who have detransitioned, who have gone down this uh, affirmative path only to realize it was the wrong path? You know, we'd love to hear from them. In our next episode, I want to tell you about a Chicago mother who lost custody of her daughter for insisting that her daughter is a girl. And you will be very surprised who the mum is. Catch you tomorrow.